Good morning, Holly Creek. This is Wanderings for Today. This is Syl Stemman with Sandy Washington. And we have a wonderful guest this morning sitting right across the table from us. And there's her picture on the screen behind us. We have with us Natalie Gardner. Welcome, Natalie. Hi. Thank you And I know Natalie has a lot to tell us. So, Natalie, I'm just going to let you start right in. Um, Take it away. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for having me on the radio um, so that I can give everyone the information on our Redwood Holly Creek Clinic. We are a primary care clinic downstairs um, at Holly Creek. I am the uh, nurse practitioner in the clinic. Uh, My colleague, uh, Tanya, a special thanks to her. She is such a dedicated assistant, and she's going to be an amazing nurse when she completes her training. We have such a great team um, in this clinic. Um, she's a lovely person, <laughs> and she's a good friend of mine. Yes, we have yeah. a lot of fun in our clinic. We love yeah. our patients so much. Tanya yeah. and I um, treat our patients like family, and That's we right. take the time to listen Um to each patient's needs sure. so we can do a good job every yeah. time. Every patient, every time. is important. And the patients feel that, too. Yes, yes. You know. Yeah. We love our patients, and they show us a lot of love, too. And hopefully with all the new listeners today, we'll be able to take on some more patients and get to meet um, some new people. We have meet and greets available free to anyone that wants to try our clinic out as a primary care clinic so they can call the clinic and set up a meet and greet with Tanya. And this is located right outside the Vistas door. People know where the Vistas are. That's correct. It's just before you go through that door. Yeah, next to the mail room. Mm -hmm. Um, The phone number, I have it for you, is 303-758-8686 so that you can call and uh, make an appointment to meet us. And I, I know that you have a recipe or two for us, so you might want to get your pencils and paper ready because you can take down that <laughs> phone number. But also, um, I think we have some good nutrition recipes to look yeah. forward to. I have a you. little bit of education for you guys about bone health, high blood pressure, exercise, and mm-hmm. diet. Tell, tell us a little bit about your education. Yeah, so... How you went into nursing and how you yeah. came to Holly Creek? Well, I'm I'm originally from South Louisiana. I'm a Cajun girl. I have a large Cajun family. Um, I go uh, celebrate Easter with them every year down south. And I got my first medical medical degree in Louisiana in 2012. Um, and I do have over 10 years in, of experience as a medical health professional in acute and chronic disease management. Um, my second medical degree is a master's in adult gerontology from CU Anschutz Medical Campus, and I received that in 2020. Um, I'm also board certified by the American Association of Nurse Practitioners. 
I have, I have been a board member of Cardiovascular Quality Outcomes and Improvement at SCL Health. I'm also board certified in cardiovascular nursing with the ANCC. I have some experience as a surgical administrative educator at St. Joseph Hospital, and I've also been an adjunct professor in nursing at Anschutz Medical Campus. Well, how have you had time to do all that? You're still <laughs> I'm a busy bee. You really are. I hope you have a lot of fun <laughs> in between. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, I just want to let everyone know that you're in great hands at the Redwood Clinic with me and my colleague, Tanya. I also have two uh, over two years of nurse practitioner and, and experience in a variety of areas, internal medicine, geriatrics, cardiology, endocrinology, metabolic bone diseases, and chronic kidney diseases. That is a lot, Natalie. Now, nurse practitioner varies a little bit from nurse-nurse. Right, right. What are the differences? Um, so the difference here, especially in the state of Colorado, nurse practitioners have full authority to practice independently. So as if you were seeing a physician in your primary clinic when you come to see me, I have everything that you'll need to take great care of you. Um, we offer um, anything a clinic provides uh, that, you, that you would see at a primary care clinic, um, x-rays, we can order x-rays, CTs, MRIs, we can order blood work, EKGs, any clinic visits for any complaint you may have. We do physicals, we do annual wellness visits, of course, medication management and refills, uh, knee injections, other procedures that you might need um, if you're having any joint pain. Um, and we're always taking new patients, so we're happy to so if you wanted an injection, you, you could do the, re, the referral part of that, or do you I come do with the... I do some injections in the clinic for pain, especially knee pain. Uh-huh. That's a big one here um, in this facility, and I but offer that. you're only here Tuesdays and Thursdays, aren't you? I am here Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have plenty of room, so 9 to 4, <laughs> you can schedule an appointment. Um, and drop buys can come in. What's that? Drop-ins or drop-ins. Drop I mm -hmm. take drop-ins. Um, I don't refuse anyone. I'm here to help. Yeah. But Natalie, one time, I'm a Kaiser member. Yeah. And one time I came in several years ago to get an injection for something or other. Yeah. And they told me that you don't accept Kaiser patients. Why was that? That's right. We don't accept Kaiser insurance, but we do accept all other insurance, especially uh, Medicare insurance, United Health, and the like. Well, we're lucky we can go next door to Kaiser, <laughs> but I had wondered why you didn't accept Kaiser patients. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Kaiser's exclu exclusive to Kaiser Insurance. Yeah. So on those days, that, on the other days than Tuesdays and Thursdays, what are you doing? Um, so I'm in the clinic Tuesdays and Thursdays. My other days, I am also a primary care provider for Intermountain Health at various clinics around Colorado. And how does this relate with Dr. Gomer? Are you, is he still part of us here? Or? Uh, Dr. Gomer does not work for Redwood, and I work for Redwood. I think I believe Dr. Gomer is the medical director of Holly Creek. I get confused about that. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, so, he's such a beautiful person, so smart, so sweet. We do see him about once a month. Once a month, yeah. okay. And he'll do some kind of uh, social check-ins with 
patients that miss him, want to see him, or want to ask him some questions? I think one of the important words you mentioned was gerontology. Yes. So you have worked with, uh, in your education, ages above 12. Right. That's so <laughs> <laughs> I think we get old, old fast. <laughs> My degree is uh, specifically focused on that age group, adult and ger- gerontology age. So uh, any puberty aged up to old, old age. Did you have a grandmother, father that just you love so much you just wanted to help people <laughs> this age group or how did you decide that? That's so funny I was thinking about on my drive this morning is um, some people love babies and working pediatrics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, I just always love geriatrics and um, I think about Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa saw um, the you know God's face in, in babies and children and that's why she protected them so closely. I see God's face in geriatric people. It's such a joy to see that in my clinic every day. So that's what that's where my passion lies. You know, I, I haven't heard that uh, expression about seeing God's face in the elderly. Yeah. But when you think of it, we as elderly take on a lot of the um, childlike <laughs> similarities. Yeah, that's so true. So it's, it's kind of a... Mm-hmm. End of beginning of life, very yeah. similar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, no- I notice that in my hospice work. <laughs> yeah, so often there's so yeah there's a childlike yeah uh, personality to them. You yeah, know, towards the end, we're born and then we return. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, if a person comes to you, how how do you figure the time that you allow? I I free. Do you have to stick within a certain 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or how yeah. much time do you allow for um, each At person? typical clinics, uh, you might see around town, if you're visiting, um, uh, the, p- the providers usually have a template and a restricted time to see patients, and I don't have that here at my clinic. So I kind of allow the patient to guide the time. Um, I do consider the next patient behind them, but um, I don't try to rush anyone that needs to speak. I like to listen. Um, I don't cut anyone off because that's just the most important quality moments is hearing what the patient has to say. That's good to hear yeah. that you, you can listen. That is important. And yeah, people like gift. to be, uh, you know, there have been doctors that, sit and work on their computers writing down all you say yeah. really quickly no, and we don't do that you don't often <laughs> see their eye to eye which is face That's to right. face mm-hmm. it's, it's really important to see you give the patients time yeah time is so important it takes time it takes time um you know the patient usually has everything they really need you have to bring that out of them and you have to educate them and what is your the most commonly overlooked problem that people have? That's a good question. It's actually a very common disease in women called osteoporosis. So in osteoporosis, uh, we lose a lot of bone density. As women, when we hit menopause age, we have a very decreased amount of estrogen and we at some point lose estrogen. So we lose about 1% of bone per year. And sometime between age 60 to 70, we lose 7% of bone. That's quite a bit. And mm-hmm. if you're a smaller woman and you've already been born with low bone mass, you don't have much to start <laughs> with, do you? Uh-oh. <laughs> 
so I like to ask my patients, do you, you know, do you know what your bone density is? Do you know what that means? Do you know what your risk is for fracture in the next five What's to ten years? What's the healthy margin? What, what would you number or what, what do you look for? Yeah, we actually look at many components when we do a bone density scan. You know, there's the T-score that shows what uh, range you fall in on the the disease, the level of disease, and uh, how frail your bone is. There's another component that shows your risk of fracture, which a lot of providers don't use. So no matter what your T-score, it could be pretty healthy. What is that range on the T-score, the healthy range? The healthy range um, is minus 1. Uh, less than minus 1 of a T-score is normal. Minus 1 to minus 2.0 is going to be osteopenia. Um, 2.5 or, I'm sorry, two, minus 2 to 2.5 is osteopenia. And then minus 2 or less is osteoporosis disease. But osteoporosis is often overlooked on these DEXA scans because the FRAC score encompasses the risk of the actual patient, the unique of the patient and their history and their risk factors. So sometimes we have a healthy T-score and we actually have osteoporosis according to our FRAC score and we've, we may go without treatment and we may have a fracture. So I think that's really important um, point to hit home to my patients when they come to me about bone health and fracture prevention. How frequently is that tested? Uh, in a bone density test? It is, yeah. It's recommended uh, to get a bone density scan every two years. Two years. Yeah. Okay. Two to three years. Yep. And mm -hmm. it can change depending on um, what the patient needs or what your treatment is. If you're using different medications to build more bone and they're needing some type of knee replacement surgery, you may do a bone density scan more, you know, sooner than that, because you're trying to get uh, quality bone before you put those prosthetics inside the bone, right? Oh, yeah. I haven't thought of it that way. <laughs> There's a lot that goes into that, mm -hmm. you know, disease managing the disease and preventing issues with that. And what is the diet that you recommend? Right, when people so people do have the osteopenia or osteoporosis. Right, so every woman needs to learn about the proper uh, calcium and vitamin D intake. So daily, every day, the National Osteoporosis Foundation recommends getting 1,200 milligrams of calcium from food first every day. And if you're not meeting that goal, you can supplement with a calcium supplement at least 600 so milligrams. So could you um, more or less give an idea of how much would be in a good yogurt, mm -hmm. uh, like say in a fourth of a cup or half a cup, how much would be... Right, that your usual serving of yogurt, um, if you buy a little cup of yogurt, mm -hmm. uh, that should have about 200 milligrams of 200 calcium, depending of on which brand. Okay. Um, if you pour a glass of milk, whether it's dairy milk or nut milk, almond milk, macadamia milks, or some great nut milks, if you pour a glass of that, that's almost 500 milligrams of calcium. That's an 8 ounce. Eight ounce glass. That's about twelve ounces. Twelve ounces. Yeah, a nice hefty glass. Big glass. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy way to get it. Um, and then your vitamin D goals. You know, it's a little more. It's a little more difficult to get vitamin D from the sun as we age, as our skin changes. It doesn't quite absorb as uh, it used to. Yeah. 
or vitamin D. So the National Osteoporosis Foundation recommends getting 2,000 to 4,000 international units every day from a vitamin D3 tablet, which absorbs the best in the gut. Boy, it's important. (laughs) 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 Got to keep our bones strong so we can have these uh, replacements if needed. Yeah. So we can go, you know, walking outside, play with our grandkids and well, um, work in the garden. Is this a good time for us to use our pencils to get a little idea of writing down yeah. recipes? or what? Probably get your pencils out. <laughs> we'll do a little recipe that is a very calcium-rich okay. food. I got it, mine. And it's quite simple. It's a chia pudding. Um, Chia pudding is a great uh, snack to have to add some fruits to the top of it, or you can have it for breakfast, kind of plain. Okay. You can pick it up at King Supers or Trader Joe's. The the ingredients are easy to grab. Um, So you want to get a one-fourth cup of chia seeds. Those usually come in a little bag. Um, One cup of almond milk, or this can be another milk of your choice, whatever you like. Two teaspoons of some type of sweetener. That can be maple syrup, honey, or agave nectar. And then you'll want to, you can optionally add also one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract extract if you like your breakfast sweet or your snack Mm -hmm. sweet. Also a pinch of kosher salt. And for the toppings, you can add sliced fruits, granola, jam, or nuts. (laughs) And next, we have the directions. It's very easy, very quick. In a medium bowl, you want to whisk to combine the chia seeds, the milk, and that sweetener that you decided to choose. Um, Add that vanilla also if you're going to use it, and salt. Do you have any sheets like that in the clinic? I Yeah. You do. I can totally get these little oh, recipes. Okay. Yeah. Come by and well, they come by and pick it up. That would be worth going to the clinic. And all too. you do, you mix that, cover, refrigerate it, and for two hours, and it'll be ready. Super easy, very easy. Um, lots of calcium in that. You'll hit your goal every day, probably with one or Ooh, one or two that servings. That is good. That. Yeah. That and is I remember good. hearing that exercise was very important, too, right. for our bones. Exercise, um, if you go to nof.org in your web browser, it'll show you some things for exercise to help you build bone. Um, that's putting pressure on the bone, like upper arm weights or walking, and then uh, we want to prevent falls. You know, that's Absolutely. a huge mechanism Absolutely. in preventing Absolutely. fractures. So Tai yeah. Chi is uh, number one recommended at the NOF uh, to try to improve your balance and prevent falls. And what were some of the medications for osteoporosis? Yeah, some of the medications for osteoporosis, uh, there's a pill form that you take once a week. Um, Those are called bisphosphonate class medications. Is that Fosamax? Those are called Fosamax and Boniva. Um, these medicines can maintain the bone quality that you have, but they don't quite necessarily uh, help you build bone like some other medicines. Um, also wanted to um, make a point that these medicines are not to be used more than three to five years at a time. Um, if you're using them longer than that, you can suffer from some atypical fractures, meaning fractures that you 
uh, didn't mean to cause. So mm. make sure you ask your provider about that. Um, Prolia is my favorite bone health medication. It's a twice a year injection into the subcutaneous fat of the arm. It does help build a little bone. So that's why it's my favorite. <laughs> but it does need to be monitored closely by your healthcare provider. Um, and there's a lot of education surrounding that great medicine too. And how is it monitored? So we do check your, of course, bone density scan every two years. Um, you need certain lab work beforehand, before having Prolia. Uh, your primary care physician needs to make sure you're getting it on time every time at those intervals. We don't want to delay any injections and have any adverse effects in that. We also teach about any side effects to look out for, of course, with any type of medications. And what is the most common medication here at Holly Creek? The most common medication that we prescribe here at Holly Creek in Redwood is blood pressure medicines. Mm. Um, so there's a little, there's a few misconceptions about what normal blood pressure is. Uh huh. Um, so normal blood pressure for ages less than 65 years of age, you've probably heard, is less than 120 over less than 80. So mm -hmm. the top number is a systolic number and the bottom's a diastolic number. It's a little different and there's some gray areas as we're managing blood pressure in the geriatric age group 65 and older. Um, our goals are going to be closer to 130 to 140 on the top number. That's mm. the systolic number. Um, and then we, we do still want the blood pressure to be less than 80 on the bottom number. Um, and, you know, we consider the unique comorbidities or other diagnoses of the patients and uh, their activity level and frailty when we're monitoring and managing these blood pressures and trying to get them in uh, ranges that are safe for them. We're very lucky that every Saturday Sharon comes and, and does a blood pressure clinic and anybody can come right. and test their blood pressure. That is amazing, yeah. yeah. Where is that, Sandy? From 10, uh, 10 to 11, I believe, mm -hmm. in the lounge in the first floor in 13. That's also where the paperback book yes. case, mm -hmm. okay. And she goes. she's there, I think, from 10 to 11. That's awesome. And many That's residents beautiful. take yeah. advantage of that. Yeah. yeah. And if you have any questions about your reading, mm -hmm. you can come and see us on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays make an appointment. Great. Yeah. Uh, there was a success story about a, a gentleman with edema. Um, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, he had a gentleman that was um, having some trouble with shortness of breath and uh, lower leg edema. Um, and... He just wasn't able to do all the fun things that he wanted to mm -hmm. do, really. It was a little frustrating. So you mean swelling of the lower legs? Swelling of the lower legs, yeah, shortness of breath. And, um, you know, I, I treated him as we usually do according to the guidelines with furosemide, which is also called Lasix. And um, I saw him a few weeks later, and he came up to me. He was so grateful that he could fit in his shoes and oh. his pants again. <laughs> And he had to go put on a play with the other residents that I got to go enjoy. So I, I got to see this man happy, smiling, making everyone else mm -hmm. laugh. And then I looked over in the audience and I saw all my other uh, Redwood Health Clinic patients <laughs> laughing and smiling <laughs> at the work he was doing. So uh -huh. it's just giving and giving and I'm so grateful 
for that. And what was he taking, and what was what was the plan for his recovery? Just uh, follow up and monitoring. Um, it you know it really depends on the patient and the age group. Whenever we're treating with a diuretic like Lasix, it's important to be really ca- really careful. Um, I don't necessarily prescribe it daily. Uh-huh. for everyone because it can really change your p- potassium levels in the blood uh, causing hypokalemia or hyperkalemia. Do you find our residents are pretty medically compliant? Do they come and yeah. check in the way they're supposed to check in? Yeah, they're, um, I think that uh, the relationship we create with our patients, um, I like to create a sense of team between me and the patient, you know, uh, you know, I'm responsible for guiding them and uh, being a healthy presence for them, but they are also responsible in uh, doing what they need to do at home. And That's there's right. a lot of trust that goes into that. and Self-care. Uh, yeah. And you have to show them that you do really care and you, you have the medical knowledge and experience to, mm-hmm. you know, get them over whatever hump they need to get over. And for your good health, what do you do for fun or for when you're not in the office? Right. So I I love trail running. I run a lot of trails in Boulder around Chautauqua. Mm. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They're some high inclines. A lot of boulders. So I like to run ones. The runs I've run before, so I know what I'm getting into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're familiar with it. I have two little dogs, Annie and Kit. They come running with me. They're getting older, but they're still going. I also enjoy enjoy paddle boarding. My favorite place to paddle board is uh, in Frisco at Lake Dillon. It's so beautiful, especially with the sailboats oh. out there. Yeah. That sounds so delightful. <laughs> do, do you live close to us here, or do you have quite a commute? Um, I actually placed myself right in the middle of downtown because of my both of these jobs that I have. Um, I can get to, you know, any location I need to get mm-hmm. to within 20 or 30 minutes. So it's really convenient. Mm, that's good. Tell us a little bit about the Easter celebrations that you have with your family. Yeah, so every Easter I fly down to Louisiana. Um, my stepsister has a big family. She has seven little ones. Um, and we play Easter games. We dye our Easter eggs we play a game called Pake, where we hit each other's eggs, and whoever's egg survives through the whole contest wins. They win a prize, like <laughs> with candy seven children. <laughs> yes, and they love it. Oh, they I love it. And Maybe. we play, um, we play like a three-legged ra- running race or um, like a sack race. We do those things, and we just have a wonderful time. And you talked about giving up something. Yes, for Easter is kind of a renewal season. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's my family's Catholic, and it's a it's been a tradition ever since we've grown up um, to kind of give up something that may be getting in the way of our spirituality, our relationship with Jesus. So uh, we we give something up or, or, or there's a fasting period, but it can be anything um, that you think might get you closer to Jesus and having that peace and joy in your life. So you kind of feel new and hopefully keep it, you know, throughout the year and forever. And you have, it sounds like you have a strong faith. Yes. And, yes. uh, 
ask help. What's that? When you need it mm -hmm. in your work and yeah. It's a very strong asset, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Is there someone special in your life at this time? Yeah. As far uh, as a boyfriend. A boyfriend, sure. Let's hear about him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have a boyfriend. His name's Jeremiah. We have a lot of fun together. Um, we go to church on Sundays. I go to um, Community Denver, Denver Community Church downtown, and we're reading um, some christian books spiritual books together and there's little activities at end of each chapter mm. and it's just great to have someone like him uh to work on the that spirituality with someone that's interested in that it's very important yeah it's, i'm lucky you, are. you have a really well balanced um list of things that you do and don't do uh -huh. really enhances your work yeah I'm very strict on my bedtime. <laughs> I get in bed at 8 p.m. because I want to be in bed at 9. And I eat very healthy. I don't drink alcohol. Um, you know, those things, if I don't follow that, I'm sleepy kind of during the day. And it's hard to focus. And it's just, I want to live my life for other people. It's not for me. Um, I want to put on my best face every time, every day. So. Well, we're so lucky that you're here at Holly Creek. <laughs> Thank we're you. So fortunate. I do want to give a couple of uh, websites. Just want a reminder if you want to learn more about bone health. Sure. If you type um, bhof.org in your web browser, there's a lot of great friendly reading on there, reader friendly, easy to read education, and um, our heart health diet exercise um, and those things to. Uh, consider in a healthy life is going to be at heart.org. So H E A R T dot org, O R G, in your website browser to learn more. Well, it sounds like our time is just about up, Tanya. Uh, <laughs> Natalie, I'm thinking about Tanya working with you. Yeah, we're twins. Yeah, you get along so well. You know, when I first tried to make an appointment with you. You. I was going to see you. Tanya says, no, come to me. <laughs> I do all that for you. She does everything. She's lovely. Thank you so much, Natalie, for being with us and for all your good advice. And yeah, thank you. The good thank person you. that you are. I appreciate it. And that's Wanderings for today. So long. <laughs>